this. It's just me, bitches. You know, people are always asking me questions all the time like, Stevie G, how can I listen to the Answers Obvious podcast if I miss the live stream of it? I tell them the Answers Obvious. You can access all of our episodes, including this one, and every other episode to follow, which I'm going to go ahead and tell you, there's going to be hundreds of them. By subscribing to the Answers Obvious podcast in the iTunes podcast store. It's very simple. You can also find the direct link to that in the bio of my Instagram profile, as well as the pinned tweet on Twitter at TweetyG, TweetyG. So please be sure to go follow those. Clearly you're following Stevie G, Stevie G. Go follow me on Twitter, Unfiltered Thoughts, at TweetyG, TweetyG. And also please make sure to subscribe to the Answers Obvious Instagram account at the Answers Obvious so we can do numbers on that bitch. Now we got to take care of a little housekeeping real quick. Last week I mentioned that the previous week we had 12 reviews. All five-star reviews, which is awesome. Thank you. But then last week we also had 12. This week we have 14, so that's two more. So y'all are lying to my face. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to get better. We're going to be able to do more things, but I need y'all to subscribe, review, five stars, write a little review in there. You're actually legally obligated to do that. By listening to this, you waive the rights that you have to do this. We will seek our legal counsel on your ass. So please, subscribe, iTunes podcast store, five-star review. It's going to be a lot of fun, y'all, because when you subscribe, you will get the notification that this feed is now available. And what we've been doing as of, as of now is we've been putting it live immediately after. What is to come is we are going to edit some of the audio. We're going to add some intro music. We're going to timestamp each segment that we do so that way if you're driving if you have like a 15 minute drive you can't listen to my ass ramble on for about an hour you'll be you'll be able to go to like this segment three minutes 56 seconds start there so if you can only fit in a segment or two on the way to the store whatever you're doing you can do that Uh, we're just going to make it better and then you will get those notifications so you'll wake up in the morning and you will see the answers obvious podcast new episode is now available so please, please do that. I am joined tonight, as always, by brother and producer Phil. Phil, how are you now? Good. And you? Are, are you are you done yet? And by the way, Jesus Christ, could you go on any longer about that? Oh, not so bad. Okay. Good. Phil's great, y'all. Phil, anyone, any shout-outs you want to give tonight? Anyone you want to put on blast? Absolutely not. Please proceed. Are you sure? Because you look like you want to put someone on blast right now. Uh, it can't be me. No. Do your thing, Steve. I got I got gin and tonics to drink and football to watch, so better batter. Preseason football to watch. Yep. It's not real football. Tonight's segments include we're gonna we're gonna hit on four tonight. Tonight's segments include segment one. When is it acceptable to fart in a relationship? Segment two, fantasy football punishment for last place. Segment three, this week's poll question. And segment four, that time I was arrested. Shall we get started, Phil? Yep, sure. 
Let's get right into when it is acceptable to fart in a relationship. Now, I put that up there as a question on the Instagram, and I got some really interesting feedback. A fraternity brother said, never, yet one of my really good female friends, shout out to Amy Coonan, she said day one. So everyone who is tuning in right now, I would really appreciate your thoughts on when is it acceptable to fart in a relationship? And as y'all are commenting on that and Phil's building his case and weighing out his farting preference, uh, I'm going to read y'all some statistics that were taken in uh, 2016. I believe they, they collected answers from more than 125 people in their 20s and 30s using Google Forms. And... This is what they had to say about breaking the fart barrier. Um, so we have the, the two most popular ones for when it's acceptable to fart in a relationship. We have 25%, a quarter of the people say in between 6 to 12 months or when I really feel comfortable, I'll fart. Fair enough. But then we have about 30%, close to 30%, after two to six months of dating, I'm going to fart. So right off the bat, we're getting that, okay, so maybe a couple months to a year, let her rip. Do the damn thing. Um, we have about 9% say after a year. So after one year, uh, which I think is kind of weird that, you know, if you're dating for a year, you should feel comfortable enough to, uh, to rip ass in front of your significant other. I love this one, though. Here's, here's the real kicker. 22%. So in third place. So right now we have, we have taken the lead. We have two to six months. Then we have six to 12 months. Then we have 22% say, after a few weeks, I'm farting. Phil, how you feel about that? I mean, we're kind of just going over the, the main issue here. How long until you can shit in your significant other's bathroom? Uh, hey, I that's... Mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm way more concerned about that one. Especially if you're trying to go out to these weird, you know, restaurants and something don't sit tight, and we're saying it's your place. Because you're trying to do it quickly. Because once if you're in there for more than five minutes, the other person knows what you're doing. Sometimes you can't combine with the shower. It's just not possible. You already showered that morning, and this person knows it. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. Uh, I feel like that that's that's a very good and relatable topic. So yeah, I don't really care about this. You know, wake me up whenever we're. Well, when was the last time? I mean, after how many dates or how long before you farted in front of in front of your last girlfriend? Uh. I don't remember. Don't remember? I feel like it's the sooner you do it, the better. It establishes dominance in the relationship, like who wears the pants or who shits their pants, rather. Right. Um, so uh, I feel like it, it really is a, it, it's a comfort thing. You know, everybody farts, y'all. At least, at least you know that if the other person's farting, they have a, uh, a diet that's full of fiber. They're eating their, their green apples and their broccoli, maybe some boiled eggs. What we have down in the comments, y'all? Absolutely show. nothing. No one really gives a shit about any of this. Um, if she stays the entire night, it might come before I even wake up. I don't know if that was a reference to, to my joke or if that was something else sexual. Uh, someone else said, with the door open. Again, probably uh, something sexual or about my comments here. Uh, Bert Harris, it's important to establish dominance day one. So we have, we have a very small percentage taken during this poll uh, about... 
about 9%, or this one's about 10%. I'm human. I'm going to fart as soon as I need to fart. And then we have a very small percent that says, I always leave the room, which is very kind of you. But at some point, uh, at some point you have to. Uh, but then we, then we break it down. Um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're having regular sleepovers, you're probably breaking the fart barrier. Maybe you let one rip in the middle of the night. Under the blankets. Uh, under the blankets, and then you know you throw the cover covers over, and you wh- what's that called? Is that a Dutch oven? Sure. I'm, I've I've never I, I don't I, someone told me what I've that done is. That to my cat before. Yeah. But she deserved it. Day one dominance, baby. We have uh, at one point in the relationship. Do you feel it's acceptable to fart? And then we have some some more specific answers. Uh, a third of the people say when we start having regular sleepovers, I'll rip ass in front of you. Uh, 18.6% say, only after I've heard them fart. Okay, like, all right, you did it. Now I feel more comfortable doing it. And then we just get answers that range anywhere from like 7 to 9%. Um, uh, after the first date, anything goes. After we've both said I love you, then the exchange of gases can, uh, can occur. Um, after we've started having sex, that's, that's an acceptable time. I mean, you're seeing where... Essentially, where all the farts come from. Uh, once we, once we've shared a toothbrush, mm-hmm. I've, I don't think I've ever shared a toothbrush with anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, that one, that one, that's, yeah, that's weird. Those are the, the, the funky ones, huh? Yeah, one, uh, when we start having regular sleepovers, said that after we start having sex, and I just let it rip, no matter, uh, no matter what point. And then we have, uh, I, I never, ever, ever, ever will fart in front of a significant other. What is that percentage? That is, that's 7%. 7%. That's kind of crazy. I broke up with the girl, $20 chill. I broke up with the girl when I found her using my toothbrush. Damn mm. good decision, my friend. Yeah, man. Like Strep throat? I mean, granted, you're already kissing, but like, that's, that's plaque. You, can't you get gingivitis that way? Sure. Point is, people, you know, if you've ever been in a car ride for more than, I don't know, an hour, you know, let's say you're taking a trip to the beach, you're taking a road trip somewhere, you stop and get Arby's at the local... That, sound, uh, that sounds like one that we get. Yeah, good, good example. Keep going with at, this. Uh, but it can't just be a standalone Arby's. It, ha- Arby's. it has to be at a Love's gas station or a Pilot gas Love station, one that's connected to it. Um, you know, it's going to happen in the car. So, you know, I, I, and I feel like it's a bonding experience. You know, it's funny. Farts are funny, y'all. You can't love a man until you love his gas, right? I, that's what I say. You can say the same about a woman. Yo, I think it is hilarious when people fart. I think it's even funnier when a girl farts. I think it's funny that you haven't lost nearly as many viewers as I thought during this. But People dig the farts. This is stuff that people want to hear. They want to know. They want to know. They're sitting there right now tuning in on a Thursday night. They could be at the Sounds game drinking those could be at $2 the, beers. Live on the green. Drinking they could be at Live beers. on the green. But no, y'all are tuning in to hear me talk about when it's okay to fart in front of your boyfriend or girlfriend. These are serious topics. This is, all, this is actually brought up to me. By someone tuning in. <laughs> One of the comments reads, Mama farts. And with that, let's move on to the next segment. Thank God. Oof. All right. Is it hot in here? <laughs> no, I just farted. It smells like here. 
Next segment, y'all. Fantasy football punishment for last place. Now, this is a fun one because, you know, football season's right around the corner. We got some, we're in week two of preseason games. Fantasy football is a lot of fun, especially if you're someone like me that's a degenerate and loves gambling. It's great. Football season's awesome. We're diehard Titans fans. Um, you know, we have favorite players on other teams. Building the ultimate fantasy team is just, I mean, it's just bragging rights for a year. And on top of that, you know, some people have in their leagues, they'll have, you can win money. Like in the past, we put in 50 bucks, 20 bucks per league. 80, what, shit, what did we do last year for that league, for the We Burn Things league? Uh, $80. $80. So what was it, 75 plus 5 went to a trophy? Correct, which I have yet to receive. It does exist. It exists. I've seen it. Rachel, if you're listening to this tonight... Uh, she's not. Well, maybe she's listening later tonight. Good point. I'd like to point this out real quick. If y'all are wondering where my co-host Rachel Young is, she will be gone. She was gone last week. She will be gone this week. In the next two weeks, she is working live on the green for the company in which she works. All this aside, if everyone could please at Oren Goldring, Oren M. Goldring, or just Goldring, whatever it is, find Oren Goldring. We'll find uh, it. And get me my trophy, please. So... You know, I've, I've heard of people that really ball out. They'll do a championship ring every year. Uh, we've talked about doing a, uh, a custom jersey. So, you know, whoever wins the, whoever wins the championship in your league, uh, you go get them a, an authentic, like real one of the players' jerseys and, and uh, get them a custom jersey with their own name on it, their nickname, and, of course, number 69. Or even the year, that, or like maybe 18 for the year that they won. But that's all fun. It's, it's always fun to win. But it's even more fun to humiliate the loser. So this next segment here, we're going to go over the, the best punishments for coming in last place in fantasy football. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the name of it and give you a, a short description. And then Phil is going to rank it on his very analytical and scientific system known as the Cox system, which stands for... That's correct. It is the creativity, originality, comfort level, kosher, keeping it home, boys, and uh, all of that totals out to a savage uh, rating. So, so creativity, originality... Comfort level. Comfort level. Kosher. kosher. How cool is it? How, how you know, is, is this actually possible? And then that all totals out to a savage Savage. Number. Right, so... Uh, we'll add them up. Put Shall them we get in. into the first one? Let's hear it. This one is called Beer Boy, a.k.a. Bitch Boy. This is where the person who comes in last place from the previous year must dress up as a butler, serve beer, plate the food, pizza, chicken wings, all of that stuff, refill everyone's uh, glass, and post the selected players on the draft board during the next season's draft. So it's essentially someone dressing up as a butler and being a servant, being a waiter for everyone. Uh, you know, you ring the bell. Hey, bitch boy, you know, give me another. Give me another. What, what are people drinking these days? Give me another. Uh, Zima. Zima. Gus and Brew. I was a Jack guy back in my time. So, yeah, nothing too crazy here. Phil, how does that rank on your cock scale? Okay, so creativity-wise, it's, it's pretty good. I haven't heard it before, although I'm sure it exists. Uh, I'll give it a 7 on a scale of 10. Uh, originality-wise, again, uh, you know, pretty much the same thing here, but we wanted it to spell cock. So uh, Originality-wise, also a 7. Uh, the comfort level, uh, no surprise here. I'm going to give it a 7 because you're probably going to be relatively comfortable with it. 
uh, on the kosher scale here, we'll give it a six. Now, because, real quick, yeah, okay. on comfort level, yeah. shouldn't comfort be closer to the one and two because because if we're adding up how savage something is. Yeah, we're gonna give it a you know highest highest score here. We go opposite of golf, right? Steve, this is tried and true. I, I can't argue so, with science. Kosher wise, I'm gonna say it's pretty kosher. Uh, it's pretty kosher, but I'll give it a six right there in the middle because you're always gonna have that one person who's gonna bitch regardless. So. Uh, totaling that up, we'll give it a score of a 27 on the Savage scale. 27 on the Savage C-O-C-K scale. C-O-C-K equals S, for those of you who are uh, doing this at home. C-O-C-K equals S. Yes. C plus O plus C plus K equals S. Next one. <clears throat> the Brazilian Wax. The last place member has to get a Brazilian Wax. Phil, what is a Brazilian Wax? I imagine you go all the way to the skin uh, and all your... I don't fucking know. What, you shave all your body part hair? Can somebody please in the comments tell us what a Brazilian Wax is? Do we have to wait on this one? I imagine that... I'm already, Bra- already going to tell you Brazil's that. in the South, in South America, so I'm guessing it has to do with getting everything waxed down South. I mean, Let's go with that. Com- I've never had one. Yeah. Well... Brazilian wax in your man parts. I think that includes uh, balls, crack, and the fleshy fun bridge in between. On the pelvic region removed. Thank you, Rachel. Um, pelvic. Pelvic. Well, creativity. That's a that's I've, a tough one. I've heard I've heard of this before. I've seen this before. Um, so we're only going to give it a five. Uh, originality. Again. Just because you've kind of heard it before, and I'm not quite sure if... Yeah, I'm going to give that a five as well. Comfort levels all the way down in the twos. Uh, yeah, that's got to hurt. Be very comfortable. Uh, Kosher-wise, no one's, no one's going to be okay with this. We have a comment, everything is bald, dot, 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 everything. everything. Then we have ouch, then we have yes, the back two. Hell yeah, Steve, we're talking. This, one, this one's not going to ever happen. So I don't know, man. It, 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 can, be, it can be pretty... It, it could happen. People are savage as fuck. We're gonna we're gonna give this one a 19 on the on the savage scale. I'm not sure you'd ever get anyone to agree to this ahead of time. Next up, the piercing. Last place has to get their belly button pierced. You, there's no point to this scale. No one no one's gonna do that. Well, that's that's the thing. You have to agree on it. The whole league says the last place person has to do this. Now it's not saying you got to keep the belly button ring, but you have to do it. I'm not. I'm not sure anyone would uh, would agree to this at this point. I don't know. There, there's people who have done far worse than a piercing that I'll get to. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it doesn't matter if you think people would or or not do it. The thing is, the the, the synopsis is the league has agreed. That this is going to be the punishment no matter what. That you have to do it. You can't back out. You can't, you can't bitch out for it. How long do they have to keep it in? I don't know. Let's say a month. A month. I'm not going to, you know, the fact that you're doing it is pretty, is pretty good. And without going through each individual thing, how would you just rank it on the, on the, uh, the Cox scale? I would give this one an 18, slightly below the... The Brazilian Wax. If you're just joining us right now, we're talking about last place punishment for fantasy football. Uh, Phil has the scientifically proven scale called the Cox scale, which stands for creativity, originality, comfort level, kosher. Add all those up. It equals savage S. This was a little different. Next up, open mic comedy. 
So the loser That's a good one. has to has to do a 15 minute stand up comedy bit. 15 at, minutes. 15 minutes at at the league's favorite bar, favorite watering hole, in front of the league members and strangers. Now, a few years ago, my team, the Shice Football League, we would watch every Thursday night at Neighbors in Sylvan Park. It was tradition. So. Had that been the punishment, that would have been the place. We made friends with regulars, the bartenders, the wait staff, all of that. So how would you how would you rank that? I think that one's pretty entertaining because I mean, let's be real. Some people some people fear public speaking, let alone doing stand up comedy in front of strangers, uh, than than they would you know getting their butt crack waxed. Yeah, this this is a bit of, uh, more of a difficult one, but creativity is going to be much higher on this side. Uh, comfort level definitely down a little bit lower. Um, but I think most people would agree to this one ahead of time, especially once you you know get further into the season and it's almost time to start writing them jokes. If you know what I mean, for you know sure who you are. Uh, so I'll give this one a twenty nine on the uh, on the savage scale here. Cool. So remember, the point of this is to humili- humiliate and embarrass the person who came in last place, which is deserving. Next up, ooh, the cross dresser. Last place must nice. dress up in a sexy women's costume. Oh. Example, a cop, a firewoman, a schoolgirl, stand down on Broadway with a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football, and ask for donations from the passerbyers. And it can be donations, it could be money, it could be drinks, it could be uh, advice for not having such a shitty fantasy football team. How would we rank that on the Cox scale? That, that, that's good. That's very creative, uh, although the originality is lower on that because I agree. people do that all the time. I did not come up with these. Sure, sure. These, 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 are, yeah, these are ones that we've heard. Um, Comfort-wise, I'm sure that people would be a little bit more willing to do this as opposed to something that would cause them more harm. Embarrassment, I, you know, embarrassment and harm are two different things. I, I, I would imagine that if you were if you were a guy, because fantasy football is not just limited to men. I know a lot of women that do and, and women that do it and win. Um, but I feel like if you did this down on Broadway, you'd walk away with some phone numbers. Yeah, I, w- I would give this one uh, just north of a 31 on uh, on the the savage scale here. We'll give this one a 32. Okay. Next up, the laundry league. Last place has to do a load of laundry for each member of the league. Clothes must be picked up, cleaned, folded, hanged, and returned. Nothing is off limits. Sheets, towels, clothes, jock straps, etc. We have a league of what, 10 people? Yeah. That's doing that's doing your laundry plus nine other people's laundry. That's that you can't knock that out in one day. It's so might have to be a rotating thing. It'd have to be. I mean, you could literally do that for ten weeks. For ten for ten weeks. That's bulk of the season right there. That's a good one. I uh, I would be okay with that one. I'd give that one high marks across the board here. Yeah, because it's not it's not so much embarrassing or humiliating. It's bitch work. That's for sure. You yeah. know, and nobody you, sees you doing it. And you earned this. When it all comes down to it, you earned this. So, you know, that's not so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that one. We'll give that one a 30, 35. On the, on the savage scale here. For sure. Next one. This is my personal favorite one. It's called The Little Person. <laughs> Phil's face. Oh, he loves this. Yeah, I have a story about little people. I, I, actually, I have that in the notes, too. Really? We're going we're gonna to go into that right after. This, we set this one up. The Little Person. Oh, God, I love this one. This is why I'm going to hell. If I believed in it. Ladies, uh, excuse me. Last place is forced to be handcuffed to a little person for the entirety of the draft for the following season. Not only is this hilarious, but is 
It is nothing but pain for the loser. It limits their mobility. And if you find the right little person for the job, then they will make the experience much, much worse. Which just the thought of that, just having some little dude just like, like tugging on you the whole time, just bossing you around, just being like, hey, man, you're my bitch for the next two hours. Well, hold on, you have to do the voice, Steve. That's a little, that's, uh, oh. <laughs> ooh, that's a little. Uh, oh, come right. on. How do we feel about that one? That's incredible, incredibly terrible. It's terrible. People but would agree to it. You would. Now you'd you'd find you'd find someone. You'd pay someone that, for it. That we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tie this one with. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to call this one a tie here with uh, with laundry day so far. That's a, that's a good one. Think I think of everyone it. would agree to it. I think everyone. People I think it'd be great for this. You'd, and, and, and yeah, you, you would pay to. for you'd it. You have to. Yeah. Yep. It'd be great just to find, and it's it is nothing. It's nothing like it, it's not so much putting putting the little person through something it's putting the loser through something just just think of it having some it's like when i think of uh those those old cartoons with uh with rocky and mugsy there's like the little the little short uh like mafia boss and the big dumb sidekick who's always getting beat up by him all of that you know just some just some little dude just bossing you around making fun of you calling you a bitch you know Make, you know, throwing stuff, throwing stuff up on on high places, making you get it while they're attached to you. You know, I don't know. Just <laughs> so, Phil, you have a story. You have a story about little people, it's a, it's don't a you? Story. It's a very brief story. And uh, I used to work downtown at uh, on on Second Avenue at a, at a at a touristy location, and uh, the convention center was right up the road in the building that we currently uh, work in. And uh, they had a convention coming to town the following weekend, and it was which was a, also Fourth of July weekend. It was, it was, and this was before na- before the new convention center. So the the stuff that was coming was a little bit smaller, if you uh, if you will. Uh, the conventions weren't quite as big. Um, so, anyways, they came around with sensitivity pamphlets because they were having a little person uh, convention. Little people's convention little was going to be in Nashville. It was going to be in Nashville back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, so the sensitivity training goes through like, you know, never, you know, don't ever pat a little person on the head. Uh, no, no, no. Call, uh, yeah, but I'm not, yeah. But, uh, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't pat it, you know, call anyone a midget. Uh, they don't the like first that. thing it said in the pamphlet was never refer to the little right. people as midgets. Correct. Then it was things like don't squat down to talk to them. Right. Don't pat them on the heads. No. I, yeah, you're you're botching this story. Oh, it's my story, but fuck off. I know right. the last thing it said on right. the back of the pamphlet right. after it goes right. through all the things. First thing it says is, "Do not call them midgets." Then it says things like, "It says you know, uh, don't bend down to talk to them. Uh, you know, they, get down on their level. Like yeah, can, don't get know, down on their level. Right. And then after it goes through all this, the last thing it says on the very last on page. the very last page is. Do not pat the midgets yeah. on the head. Do not pat a midget on the head. So that that's what was so funny about it is the first thing, and this would have been funnier if the story wasn't botched completely. Yeah, whatever. But the first thing it says, don't call the little people midgets. And then it goes through all the list of etiquette for little people. And the last thing it says is don't pat the midgets on the head. Which Some, somebody messed up. Somebody messed up. I think they did it on purpose. The story, but whatever. It's a ten year old story at this point. Yeah, it was yeah, fuck off. What's up, Klein? Thank you, Phil. Yep. We'll move on to the to the next punishment. Uh, this one's this one's uh, you know test the academics or how dumb if you, your uh, your league member is. SATs last place must apply and take the SATs and pay for all the fees and everything else included. The winner decides what that person wears to take the test. 
the last place person must provide proof they were there as well as make at least a 700 or higher, post their score on social media, and if they don't make a 700 or higher, they have to buy the boys a round of drinks. Can you imagine like a 30-year-old dude rolling into... You know, Centennial High School in Franklin. Oh, yeah. very, very creative and original. I'll give Dr- you dressed like, I don't know, dressed in like a Catholic schoolgirl uniform or something. Oh, they probably, I don't know. I bet, I bet there's some sort of rules and stipulations on what you can wear now. That way you don't uh, throw anyone off in the room who's taking the test. I don't know. Yeah. That, that would probably make, I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. I'm not sure if it's the best one we've heard so far, but it seems feasible and uh, we'll it's embarrassing it. for yeah, sure, especially if you if you I mean you if, if, post it? even if you get oh, a seven hundred yeah. or what? How do you score? Is it thirty six hundred now? I don't, I don't know. Do you have to? It used to be sixteen hundred. On your name, and you get points, don't you? I didn't take the SAT. I barely took the ACT. It only took me six years to graduate college. But well, yeah. We have people in the comments saying that uh, they think they still have the brochure somewhere of the sensitivity training for the little people's convention. I wish it would come back. Oh, she has. Oh, if you have the brochure and you will bring that to me, that would be fantastic. We'd love I would that. Love to see that, or the brochure for the SAT. Not sure, but we can find that online. We probably find we can probably find it all online. Found this online. Oh. Found some other shit online too. Seen some seen some shit online. Seen some shit online, man. We got a few more for last place in fantasy football. The NFL Combine Challenge. Last place must go through the entire NFL Combine practice process. They must receive a physical from a licensed doctor. They must take an embarrassing photo in their underwear to showcase their physique. And they have to do all of the actual drills, which you can find online. Uh, And for fun, you can keep track of the stats throughout the years and actually award members for best times, jumps, and all of that. So if you made this a regular thing, you you could do it over a span of 10 years. Um, For those who are not familiar with the NFL Combine, uh, I'm not assuming anyone's uh, anyone's gender. This is the thing that... that, uh, all the, the, the new uh, draftees, uh, players who just finished college, they go and they, they pretty much, it's like a, uh, it's like a gladiator assessment of, of their skills and all of that. So making a... What, what kind of drills are we talking about here? What high kind? jump, long jump, sprints. So just, just the measurables. We're not going to... Well, you can find... There, there's, I don't know, maybe there's 10 of them. Okay. But so I think I think it'd be funny to a uh, to a position. But no, no, okay. just the just the physical. But this stuff. is great because you can film this and you can post it, and it'd be pretty funny. You know, it, it, it's worth the content. Next one, uh, we have the tattoo league. I've I've seen this one. I've known people that have done this. Last place must get a tattoo of what the league winner decides. But to make it fair, the last place person can determine the location of said tattoo. Granted. This works in leagues where there's guys who already have plenty of tattoos. Uh, you know, at least there's a story behind it, right? Yeah, uh, pretty shitty story. How would how, how would you, you ra- how would you rank it? I I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think many people would do. I mean, I'm, again, this, it's this not exists. people would do it. It's this, how would you rank it? Oh, I mean, I'd give it a. I mean, top marks all the way across because that shit's permanent. Yeah, top marks. It reminds you. It reminds you of what a loser you were. Although it sucked to win the next year, um, maybe people would help uh, Laser to remove it off. Nah, I no, I can't do it. You nope. got to keep it forever. Nope. I like that one. Yeah. I feel like if you if you ha- already have enough tattoos, I mean, because if you can choose the place, if you're a tattoo person, yeah. But I'm gonna can, I'm gonna bundle this with the, uh, you know, getting your belly button pierced and. At least that's not permanent. Do it for do yeah, it for a month. Close it up. I don't know. I think it'd be funny to have one like on the bottom of your foot. So when you're at the pool. 
you know, you kick back and someone's like, what the fuck's on your foot, man? Be like, I have a story. I, have a, I got a story for you. It was, the, it was the year 2016. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, what got hurt. Right. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, right. O- Odell. <laughs> um, then we have we have uh, we have a couple more. Y'all stick with me here. Date night. <sighs> Last place. Must take a blow up doll. You know where this is going. Dress the blow up doll in the favorite team jersey. Take her out on a date. But here's the thing. You have to treat Donna as if she was a real person. So you can't. Why did you give her a fucking name already? You can't, you can't hurt her feelings. You have to order for her because you're a goddamn gentleman. That's right. But to make this more fun, uh, you encourage the other league members to get a table close by for photos and uh, other social media embarrassment. The thing is you have to keep a very straight face in front of the wait staff, in front of everyone else. You have to have conversation with, at dinner. No matter how poorly the date is going, you have to be engaged with the date. What do you think of that one? And to be completely honest, I think that one, out of all of these, is the one that I would not want to do. Yeah, this one, uh, this I'm gonna I'm gonna rank this one at a at a solid forty here, only because very creative and original, uh, but the comfort level would be just it's like terrible. Like you, you can't you can't it, be yeah. cracking up during it. You have to you have to keep a straight face. If you're going out at somewhere in Nashville, you're gonna run into someone that you know. Oh yeah, toting a fucking blow up doll around. A blow-up sex doll that oh, you're taking out a on sec- a date? It has to be a sex doll? Of course. Okay. This can't just be like some blow-up uh, pool toy. Well, some places may not let you in. You'd have to figure out, the re- get on board with the restaurant, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Definitely not a kid-friendly restaurant. Yeah. God, that'd be weird exp- explaining to some kid. I lost a bet, kid. Never yeah. gamble. Never gamble. It's that fantasy football. Uh, better than real football. Get CTE. Last one, and I think this is one of my favorites because th- this is this is just straight up hysterical. And you can actually, if you do it right, you can make money. This is the Sports Illustrated body calendar. So if you're not familiar, every year Sports Illustrated issues a body edition where they take some of the 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 most famous best athletes from all sports. You know everything from basketball, snowboarding, soccer, volleyball. And it is it's the body it's the body edition where they pose naked, obviously in certain poses, protecting their the the parts where they would be getting Brazil Brazilled Brazilianed, getting that ass waxed. Yeah. Um, so what you do is the last place member of the league must cr- recreate the twelve photos that the Sports Illustrated body ca- they, 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 they I'm, I'm sorry they they put together a, a calendar with yeah. it the calendar comes with the edition so the loser must recreate the twelve photos used in the Sports Illustrated body calendar and then get the calendar printed which is an embarrassing thing in itself for when you have to go to FedEx office or they used to have Kinko's mailbox or wherever you would go to get it printed. But then, you know, obviously you could give one to every member of the league, not like they're going to use it, like where it'd be an inside my, joke. Be in my office. Yeah. Right. You know, you could, depending on where it would be, but it's definitely embarrassing. But you could, you know, you could, you could probably sell those somehow. I think that one's pretty damn funny. I like that one. I think you could, uh, you could do something big with that one. Anyone that makes money would be uh, pretty good. You know, yeah. Sell, yeah. Sell them. Sell your embarrassment. Everyone has a price. I mean... There's places that you can buy like Japanese girls used underwear in vending machines. 
there's a market for everything. I'm sure if there's a market for that, there's a market for Put this. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. I bet you'll sell a couple. Yeah. I'm down with that one. I like that one so far. It's a pretty good one, right? Yeah, you've had, you've had some good ones on here, Steve. I like some of these. We'll have to uh, discuss and implement this year. Yeah, I, I'd say definitely uh, the one I would like to witness the most is definitely the little person. The one that I would not want to do at all is the date night with a blow-up doll. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones, you know, yeah, I mean, if it came down to it, yeah, I'd get a fucking Brazilian wax. I'd get my belly button pierced. I don't think I'd do the tattoo because I don't have any. What about but stand-up comedy? I would definitely do that. I'd do the laundry. I'd go up there and bomb for a few minutes. Yeah, why not? Um, the cross-dresser thing, again, probably would do you more of a favor than anything with all the, I mean, all the bachelor- bachelorette parties that are going to take pictures with oh, you. They're, yeah, they're going to love it. So some good stuff, good stuff. Let's move on to the next segment, this week's poll questions. So for those kind enough and smart enough to answer my poll question without skipping through it, ooh, I, I had a moment. You know, I saw that, I saw that there were 15, 15 people answered my poll question out of 40 people that viewed it. And, you know, I get it, y'all. Like sometimes I'm not gonna vote on poll stuff when I think it's when I think it's stupid. And y'all might think this is stupid. Probably think it's stupid. Uh, you're wrong. Not wrong. But you know th- that you're entitled to be wrong. But the poll question of this week was: If you had to give up one or the other for an entire year, would it be alcohol or all social media? Phil, could you please uh, see what that is currently sitting at? Before we started this episode, it was sitting at a dead even 50-50. I don't know if I can do that while I'm uh, watching your uh, live cast here, Big Show. You're going to have to exit out of the live stream then. Yeah, I did. Still can't uh, quite do that. Then click on my story. Uh, it's not as easy as you think. You having some trouble there? I don't think you can do it. Anywho. The question is, if you had to give up one or the other for a full year, would it be social me- all social media or alcohol? Now, let me put this into perspective. Nashville is a very, probably a, one of the top cities where either of these would be very difficult. You know, they say that Nashville is a drinking town with a music problem. Not to mention, Nashville has, like other cities, many Instagrammable places. And what's and you can make the argument, what's the point of going out and drinking if you're not going to share with everybody that you're going out and drinking? Jesus, maybe you're just having a good fucking time and I don't need to see it or hear about it. Yeah. You do you. So I would appreciate it. You know, I, I know how difficult it is to give up social media for a year. It's uh, you wouldn't be able to tune into the answers obvious <laughs> right now. <laughs> of both of these, you know about the social media one. Yes. Oh, it's just, okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I know how hard right. that would be. I mean, we live our lives on social media, right? <laughs> to an extent. What about the alcohol for you? Well, I've done that for almost three years. Well, all right. <laughs> so you know about the social media one then? Well, I'd like to... From experience. I, I can Okay. I can't say, you know, I don't think I could give up... I don't think I could give up uh, social media for a year. So I would go for the alcohol, I, and which is crazy because I think social media can do quite a bit more damage... I mean the damage to your liver. Oh yeah, that's for yeah sure. for your for your liver. Yeah, you can. You don't want to get uh, you don't want to get, get um, Instagram stores Snapchatting while driving. That's uh, that's like a ten grand fine. Boo. 
So, you know, let us know your thoughts. Let us know why. Because already in the comments we have, you know, we have alcohol. We have social. Yeah, it'd be great to give up alcohol uh, for a year. I can tell y'all that it's very, uh, it's different. Very different. You have less friends. You have less friends, <laughs> for sure. Less people who want to hang out with you. Why do you think I'm doing this on Thursdays? You end up living in your parents' basement. Yeah, it's it's bad. You it, you hit rock bottom when you give up alcohol, y'all. It's terrible. <laughs> Sleep by ten o'clock. You stop getting laid. Um, I can't believe how many uh, how many we're we're getting down here for for alcohol. And uh, by the way, before we started this, it was fifty two percent to forty eight percent. Uh, social media to alcohol. So, so it's more, still pretty dead so even. It's still pretty it's even. Too and, close yeah. to call. Now, my question for people saying alcohol, do you think it's because it would be easier for you to give up alcohol? Or is it because because you don't want to give up social media? Or are you like, you know what? I'd 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 give up what? alcohol just for the just to try it to be sober for the health benefits, whatever. Uh, what what void does social media fill? That Dude, it's big crazy, old beer man. And a gin and tonic. A lot of fix, times, huh? people solely post. They, you know how it is. People for, so, for what gratific self gratification. That's it for yeah. self gratification okay. for to you know they for validation. Um, that that you know the you, we've all seen the different memes and the different uh, art depictions of how social media is crazy. You know, people whore themselves out for likes. People, we're, we're, to an extent, people are addicted to it. You know, it's just like, it's just like this. Let me let me bring this up. When you drink, when you gamble, when you smoke, when you do other sorts of drugs, that kind of thing, it re it releases chemicals in your brain that make you feel good. You know, it gives you that rush. It feels good. The same thing happens with social media. When you get, when, when you, someone texts you back. When you get that instant gratification, when you see those likes go up, it makes you feel good. Now, when you don't get those likes or the t person that you're texting doesn't text you back. Ooh, or, or even like your post. Or like your or, post. Or view your story. Ooh. Because let's, let's be real. Some people Ooh. just – part of the – some, some people, not all people, not going to generalize here, but how many, of you, how many people can say that they've never posted something and looked to see if the person who they're interested in has viewed it? I mean, yeah. snap – Snapchat did that for a reason. Oh yeah, you know. So, how else are you gonna keep your ex girlfriend to see if your ex girlfriend's creeping on your uh, exactly on your story? that that she don't follow you, but she checked out that story and you saw mm -hmm. that's some real shit. That's some true shit. So the same thing goes with with social media and the whole instant gratification world we live in. There is no age limit on that, like there is for gambling and alcohol and smoking. And and uh, you know, I guess you can make the argument, you know. I don't know many kids below the age 18, 21 that are just, you know, dropping acid and doing crazy hallucinations. I don't need to get into that. Sure. But that's what I'm saying is is alcohol, or you could you can make the argument that social media is it could be on the same level as some sort of drug or or alcohol or substance just for the sole purpose of receiving gratification from something or how it makes you depressed or feel down when you don't get something. Um so we have, we have. I own stock in Snapchat, and I haven't snapped in almost a year. You Ooh. better sell that stock. Sell that shit. Mm -hmm. Sell that shit. So th this is an interesting one. I'll I'll post tomorrow at Stevie G Stevie G on my story the results. But I thought it was very interesting, and uh, I think thanks uh, to my boy Garrett, aka Gary, who actually just got rid of all social media. He he wanted to take some time off. off. The grid? 
It's off the grid. It's really depressing. Our yeah, I saw him liking some stuff on Instagram a couple weeks ago or a week. This ago. was very recent. Yeah, we have moved from an Instagram group message with where we share share all of our memes between a notable few, uh, and to moving to a a group iChat, and the content number has drastically decreased, and it's kind of oh, sad. Wow. Yeah. So you should have picked alcohol, right? And that's you know I, I just think it's crazy that would people would people go out more now when you drink for the most part when you drink alcohol you're happy you're having a good time would people be willing to say you know what I ain't gonna share with what I'm doing I'm just gonna go out and live my best life and do it and I don't care who knows I don't I'm care just who living sees my best life you just living your best life right here on a Thursday night with the answers obvious I'm trying to drink gin and tonics but you know we got a few more minutes of this yeah so I've just been giving it thought y'all it's it's really interesting to me. For, to give up either social media, and if, if you're giving up drinking, is it because you can't give up social media, or are you giving up social media because you're like, you're just a crazy, raging alcoholic, and you don't want to give that up? I don't know. It, it, I'm just asking questions here. Or if you care more about one than the other, but are... Yeah. But, but have self-control. I, <laughs> but I, I will say this. I don't think anyone could... I, I honestly don't think anyone could give up both. It's one, no. it's one or the other. No. Yeah. You couldn't do both. So that's it for this week's poll question. Let's move on to the next and final segment titled, That Time I Was Arrested. So there I was. Oh, is this a you thing? At the Nashville International Airport. Here we go. Arrested or detained? We'll we'll go go with detained. Uncle Mark just joined, so he'll be, uh, this is relevant. So this is is a good story, y'all. Not really good. I don't know. You'd be the one to decide. Fun. Uh, a few years ago, it was it was uh, our cousin's wedding up in Philly. I was living in Murfreesboro. I believe I just finished my sophomore year. My sophomore year at MTSU, and uh, I took my exams the previous day. I got up the next morning. I was packing a bag. I was going to meet my brother Phil and my dad at the airport. At the time, Phil was doing video production. And he called me early in the morning, said, yo, I need some extra, uh, I need some extra luggage to carry the rest of this film equipment. Do you have a bag I can borrow? I said, yeah, man, I got, I got this Reebok duffel bag should be up in my closet at home. Just, you know, if you could do me a favor, just take everything, make sure everything's out of the bag, uh, before you load it up. I, I could have sworn it was empty. So we get it felt to, empty. it felt it empty, empty for sure. So I get to the airport and I just felt this this uh, just kind of weight off of my shoulders because and I'll, I'll divulge this information. The year before, uh, the 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 my the night before my last exam freshman year, uh, I was in the car with someone. We got pulled over and I got into a little bit of trouble. And that happened the last night of my freshman year. I had my car loaded up for you know with all my stuff. I was going to take spend the night on my boy's couch. I was going to go to that party, wake up, take my exam that didn't even matter, go home. Uh, so so that was the last day. So fast forward a year. I, I, I get to the airport, and this weight's off my shoulders. I'm like, I made it through another year because I'm, I'm still not 21 at this point. I think I just, turned, I just turned 20. So I go through security. I'm putting my belt back on. I'm putting my shoes back on. And I hear Phil say, uh, hey, Steve? And I look down at the end of the security line, and Phil has this look on his face like, oh, shit, 
and the TSA agent is twirling some brass knuckles around his finger. Mind you, these brass knuckles were, I don't know if they're legal or illegal, but point is... bought them in Gatlinburg, so... I bought them at a store in Gatlinburg. You know, Gatlinburg's got all those jerky and knife stores, like Collective, like you can get jerky and knives uh, to cut your jerky, but they also had other weapons. They had... They had, and belt buckles. They had a brass knuckle belt buckle, which I loved because the belt buckle was so small. But man, these things were these things were great. Um, and I guess they were in that the zipper of the Very side true. pocket of that bag. And I mean, I can understand why Phil didn't. You know, he could have even put his hand in there and not felt him. So my first thought is, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, let's just let me just gather everything and let's just kind of move quickly. Maybe we can get out of this. I turned to grab my bags, and as soon as I turned back around to Phil, he's surrounded by like three Metro cops, a couple of the TSA agents. Meanwhile, our dad, who who years prior had double knee replacement surgery, so he gets the wand treatment at the airports. And his glass, right, and a glass box. He's right in the glass <laughs> box behind us, back turned to us, doesn't know that, that this is going on, doesn't hear this, and and uh, I walk over. And the cops are giving Phil a hard time. Phil was like maybe 16 at the time. Seven, I was 17. Or 17, so I was I was 20. And and they're they're just you know, kind of raising their voice at him. And I'm like, yo, 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 that's that's my bag. Don't worry about it. Like, hey, can't we just like can't we just throw this away and you know, throw it away in the trash can? It's no big deal. And the cop's like, oh, yeah, this kind of is a big deal. And you know, just a douchebag cop, older cop. Officer Wright, since we're going to name drop on here, got TSA agent Wright. Uh, no, he was he was a Metro cop. Oh, right. I'm talking about the w, guy. W R I G H T. Oh, no, he, was, he was a mall cop. Or, uh, mall cop. He no, was, he was he was he sure? was Metro. Ah, he didn't look. He like Metro. no, he was Metro. I remember him. Uh, we we saw him. We actually saw him on the way back. But anyways, so he looks at me. He goes, "This is your bag." I said, "Yes, sir." He goes, "Are you over the age of 18? I said, "Yes, sir." He goes, "Turn around. You're under arrest." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So. At this point, my dad turns his head around, just looks over his shoulder, his arms are spread out, he just turns his head around and just drops his head like, what the fuck just happened? So I'm being escorted by TSA agents, Metro cops, to this, uh, to this room, at, to, to your left, if you're going to the Southwest uh, Terminal, the C, uh, Terminal C, um, right after you pass like the first weird vending machine that vends like headphones and shit like that, there's some doors. That's the that's the rooms where they detain you. So I'm now sitting in there and my my hands are cuffed behind me. I have no clue if if uh if the plane is if my flight's going to leave. I have no clue of if Phil or my dad are going to wait for me. And so I'm sitting there. They have like three TSA agents in there, three metro cops. They have someone high up at, for the airport and then they have some like Southwest Airlines representatives. And all of them are talking to me. They're like they're they're like taking pictures of the, the brass knuckles, they're like weighing it out, like gloves on, putting it into a plastic bag, all of that. Meanwhile, like I asked the cop, I'm like, officer, you know, this isn't like a firearm or anything or drugs. Like I clearly didn't know it was in the bag. What do you do with people who forget like Swiss army knives and stuff? And he's just being a dickhead, filling out the paperwork and he's not answering me. I said, excuse me, officer, could you tell me? He said, he said, son, if you don't, if, if you say another word, you're going directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. And I'm like, God, there's, like, there's money in this. All like, right. What a fucking yeah. dickhead. And then the Southwest Airlines lady comes over to me, and and says says like, so 
um, your flight hasn't left yet. And I'm like, what the f-? you know, I thought that they were going to put me on another flight or send me home or whatever. Like, your flight hasn't left yet. So um, I'm just going to let you know. We're going to let you on the flight. But there's going to be people on that flight who saw you in security get arrested and, you know, we have to make sure that they're not uncomfortable because, you know, we don't know what they think about you right now, but we, we're giving you clearance to fly. So, of course, I got cited for it and everything. So they, so they walk me, they walk me down, they walk me down to the gate. I, I've in, you know, we're like an hour past takeoff time. The, the plane fucking was delayed. And, of course, I get on the plane and it's Southwest, you know, that th- you, you have group boarding. So the only seats available are in the very back. And as I'm walking through, I'm walking down the aisle, I'm looking for Phil and my dad. And like all these mothers see me walk by and they're like clo- holding onto their kids closely, like scowling at me, giving me the stink eye. Phil and my dad both have sunglasses on and wearing headphones, just completely ignore me. Don't want to be associated with me at all. Not even no, going to, not even going to ask me like what happened or anything. No, that's true. Anyways. Uh, anyways, the, the, how that ended was, uh, I told a lawyer, I said, yo, I didn't fucking know I had this shit. She goes, oh, well, the law clearly states that you had to knowingly and willingly possess that. And I'm like, okay, so it got, uh, it got tossed out. So that was, uh, that's the segment of that time I was arrested, not to be confused with that time I was molested. Ooh, we're not going to do that one. Next uh, time on the answer is obvious. <laughs> Next, next time on the answer is obvious. That time I was congested, which is a little bit right now. Uh, that sums it up for tonight, y'all. Remember to follow the answers obvious uh, Instagram account at the answers obvious for real, y'all. Subscribe, drop us a five star review. Like I said, this is episode eight. When we get up to ten, we're gonna we're restructuring the format. We've had so much fun. Uh, so far with all of our guests and all of our topics and everyone tuning in it's been great interacting with everyone it's been a lot of fun um you know again this is a lot of this is user um influence content so if y'all have any weird questions need advice or you know just really weird questions like if it has to do with farting in a relationship or dating apps or stuff like that weird stuff submit it to me we'll keep it all anonymous but this is user driven content here otherwise you're going to have listen to me talk about that time I, I was uh, I was untested, which I get tested quite often by Phil to see how smart I am and for STDs, which I do not have. And Phil does not have. Whew, well, what were we talking about? Subscribe, y'all. You will get you will get the notification on your phone. We'll put the timestamps of every segment. All, by the way, all that sounds like just a lot of work that I just don't want to do. You so can't you can't tap a button. No, as long as, you know, you're doing it. I don't care. I just need you to sit here and look pretty, Phil. That's what I do best, baby. And where can everyone find your fine self, Phil? Um, that would be at Dustin Bowen on uh, all social media platforms. It's at Filthy G, P-H-I-L-T-H-Y-G on Instagram, two L's on Twitter. You need to fix that, Brandon. That's I, bad for gotta, your brand, yeah, bro. I can't do it. I can't do nothing. Of course, that. you can find me at Stevie G, Stevie G on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, at Tweety G, Tweety G on the Twitters. Anything else, Phil? Subscribe. To me at Brewhouse for some uh, gin and tonics. You, Meet uh, Phil at Brewhouse for gin and tonics. And, uh, and this weekend, I'm going to be off for the first time in several months. I'm going to have a self-care weekend. Play some golf, get a massage, get my feet and nails done. 
maybe uh I don't know. Catch some dillers. D- Diller update. I I've been tired this week. I haven't been out late at night, but it's there. It's tearing up the fucking yard. I'm gonna shoot it. Thanks again for tuning in, y'all. Holler at your boy. Make sure to save it, Phil. <laughs>